Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is the reality of being gay slash gay reality slash reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how, how can we talk about reality TV and make it gay is yeah. the goal. Which I think, honestly, um, reality TV as a whole is pretty gay. Because <laughs> the gays yes. love reality TV. <laughs> totally. There's so many things about reality TV that are gay. The following is really gay. I feel like the representation is gayer <laughs> in some ways. Um, in some reality TV shows, not. But, like, personally, I know the first time I ever, like, saw a real life lesbian on TV was on MTV um, real world. Oh, great show. Great show. Right. Great show. So <laughs> I feel like reality TV also like kind of brought in different walks of life that you might have not seen on traditional TV, you know, 10 years ago. And also we want to talk today about why we want to make reality TV gayer. Because yeah. that's always the goal. And like, honest, it's gay already, but like, it, we're we're not ready to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we wanted so we we had a hiatus, as everybody that has followed us for a while knows, because of you know the little thing that hit the earth. <laughs> and then we so we recorded our return episode, but it's hard. Like, we're in like a weird situation where you want to talk about it because obviously that's the the world right now like that's yeah. the state of our earth our fucking globe but also like we were like oh i don't know if that's like <laughs> maybe too like serious and like i think that part of our job as we joked about that this is a job but it's not <laughs> <laughs> is to like I don't know, be that safe space, but also like be an entertaining space. So yeah, we're just going to get a second episode out that may be a little bit more lighthearted because I think that's also like what people need in this time. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard time because especially when we took a big break, it would be weird if we just came back and didn't mention why or what was going on in the world. Well, but at the same time, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know about you, but I'm sick about hearing about COVID-19. Like I'm over it. So we want our podcast to also be a bit of an escape for people. So we acknowledged it in today's more serious episode. And then you get this bonus fun one exactly <laughs> before we go into it wherever you're listening please follow or subscribe um if you're listening on a platform where you can give us a rating please god give us five stars i am so honestly proud. i like we can't handle it anymore i'm fragile <laughs> and i need that validation and these three and four stars reviews like they're really hitting me hard <laughs> i have nightmares i'm jolted awake thinking about them <laughs> honestly same so yeah please give us a review write us a little note we read them all we really appreciate it um send us to all your friends and family because word of mouth really helps us out and you can also follow us on social on social media at brianne williamson at sean.lusk and at i can explain podcast on instagram there you go there you have it all yeah um <laughs> it's it's um it's it's 
like tiring me to hear of it so which is like ignorant to say in a way but i'm like we we need some other things to focus on (laughs) like the importance of reality television the importance of reality gaze and that is what we are diving into (laughs) so i think we got the idea from this episode from a conversation that personally i've had multiple times but about that there's no lesbian bachelor or gay bachelor and come to find out there actually was an attempt at a gay bachelor but we were chatting about that and i've talked a few times to different people about like oh i wish there was like a gay girl bachelorette it would be so awesome and i'm like would it be though would it be awesome would it be (laughs) because it seems like a disaster waiting to happen it seems like a petri dish of (laughs) fucking (laughs) put it this way the bachelor the heterosexual bachelor can't even keep the contestants from ending up wanting to sleep with each other there's literally been like three cases now i think one was in japan and one was in australia where two of the girls on the show were like fuck this guy we're just gonna date each other instead it's so nice for you to say three cases and list places and it not to be COVID. <laughs> this is already this is already therapeutic i'm feeling healthy i'm feeling healed my mind is clear <laughs> i love that yeah but honestly like if they so what do you know what the first one was the first incident was it the australian I, one i think it was the australian one and they ended up like on the cover of a bunch of magazines they were both beautiful women and one was like an actual working model and then they were on all these magazine covers like very mainstream magazines in australia and um then you know got this huge instagram following they ended up breaking up but it was like this whole crazy thing that everyone was like shipping them together because um I think the bachelor of that season was kind of a douchebag too. So people were really rooting for the fact that they were like, fuck you, man. And just ended up falling in love with each other. Which is hilarious, beautiful, important. (laughs) (laughs) But That's the the thing though, is like, we always talk about what a gay bachelor would mean. And they have tried it and they've tried things like similar to it like they have gay dating shows obviously but that is the danger if you get queer men and women with their same people alone in a house like they gonna be fucking (laughs) (laughs) and it's hard because like even if you somehow kept them from not fucking (laughs) (laughs) i would be impressed tell me how you did it um it's like not every single person has the same type so like you're telling me that you're gonna get like all these like gay men together in a house and then like they're supposed to have this one person that's like better than everybody else like i feel like the only way that that would be possible was if they were like incredibly rich so they like didn't want to fuck up the money aspect of it too right but then it's like just like gold diggers the comp which i guess is like (laughs) kind of gay life anyways honestly i personally think it would work more if you had like if you interviewed contest potential contestants and only pick people with a very specific type so like Mm -hmm. for example you only picked as the contestants like super butch lesbians let's say and then they were all like super butchy 
And then the bachelorette was super feminine. And that was everyone's type. Like they were like, I'll only date a really femme, like girly girl. Right. So that there's no there's no cross contamination. If you like, know. <laughs> let's be real. The butches will still end up fucking because you put a bunch of lesbians in a house with nothing to do. They're going to fuck as you. That's the thing. Like your type goes out the window pretty fucking fast. <laughs> exactly. But I think that you would have a better shot. The yeah. other thing that I think they would have to incorporate, like you said, is either a rich factor or the bachelorette in the case of like a gay woman bachelorette would have to be like somewhat famous. Mm, So there's the pull of like, Oh, I've been a fan of that person. And you know, I, I want to like, I want to be with them over everyone else because I'm shallow and they're famous and I want to be like a super fan. (laughs) Yeah. Like kind of like back in the day, Tila tequila. Oh, where, because she was God. the original like social media star with like yeah. the most followers on MySpace the origin- and all that. The original bi person on this planet. That's a yeah. joke. <laughs> she was she was the, the very first. The one, the only Tila Tequila <laughs> shot at love. <laughs> so I think that she had that going for her because it was like she had millions of followers and at the time that was like unheard of. So she was like a celebrity in her own right, which is why she got this show. So I feel like there was that pull of like, I want to be with Tila Tequila. So you'd have to have like some like really famous YouTuber or you'd have to have like a D list celeb that was like, gay. like, you know what I mean? Like obviously Kristen Stewart isn't signing up. I think she's engaged anyways, but You'd have to have someone with some sort of pull, I feel. Yeah, or you would have to, like, incorporate some sort of, like, Hunger Games element. Mm. <laughs> like, if a you fight fuck to another the contestant, kind of you're situation? just dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Like, the a camera good pans to, like, Ashley and, like, Rebecca, like, walking off into the distance. And then, yeah. like, two, like, cannon shots go. <laughs> and the Bachelorette's like, I really liked them. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. What it's a really shame. Too bad. <laughs> honestly yeah i think it would just be an absolute disaster um but but was tequila tequila not the biggest absolute disaster ever Ever. and like isn't so that's the thing though is like it is at the end of the day it is reality television so if it is a mess is that the worst thing or is that the best thing (laughs) that's true i i feel like the bachelor fan franchise is still like trying to hold on to the fact that they might be trying to find people that actually want to like love each other and be together forever which is like a joke in itself because obviously they're there for the drama those producers are shady as fuck but i so i feel like another producer would have to do it like outside of the bachelor and would just be really honest about the fact that they are like just trying to create drama but in which case tv in there and it's gonna be drama (laughs) yes but in which case like i feel like the better platform for it would be something like bachelor in paradise totally like the spinoff like too hot too hot to handle (laughs) yes where it's like you just bring like eight people and they can all date each other and then you keep just throwing other people in the mix yeah you like got you know what i mean because when it's for one person like that's so hard i don't did you ever watch that attempt at the gay bachelor it was like called prince charming or something 
I didn't watch it, no. So Julia and I watched like three episodes of it. Production value was outrageously terrible, so it was kind of hard to get through it. You're, you're both looking for your Prince Charming. <laughs> Honestly, we were like gayness. We're here for it. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. And we're obsessed with reality television. So like maybe it was a dry spell of like in between seasons of Real Housewives and I needed some shit to watch. But I think that, well, first of all, you underestimate like what makes a good reality TV show is the fact that people need to really be filmed like at all times because like the in-between convos is like what makes or breaks it. Whereas the production of this show was literally just like, they clearly weren't filming them like all the time in the house. It was just like when they would go on dates with this guy and then every once in a while, like pool party dates or whatever the fuck (laughs) at this like cheap bungalow that they like found on Airbnb. And, um, you just didn't get the like drama factor. Like I still don't know if anyone in the house hooked up, like it seemed to go okay, but that's cause they weren't showing any interactions in the house. Like right, they weren't so they actually probably just buried it. They probably just buried it. Cause they were like attempting to make it look like everyone wanted to date this guy and how they did it, which is kind of what we were saying earlier is this guy was like supposedly like really rich, uh, how rich, who knows? And he was kind of like a silver fox kind of guy. And then everyone else were like, like really young gays and like probably broke as fuck. So that was kind of the vibe. That'll get you. That vibe always gets me though. (laughs) You know, the silver fox vibe. So I don't know, like it seemed to work, but like who knows what the actual tea is, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like shows like Drag Race have it really figured out because they literally after a day of filming you like go and a lot of shows do this but i think they have it like the most pinpointed that at the end of the day when cameras stop you go back to your hotel rooms individually they literally put tape on your doors so you can't open them and you can't talk until you start shooting again which is like so smart because if there's any if there's any drama brewing like it's cut and then as soon as you have back like first of all i'm the type of person that like if i have time by myself it's either going one of two ways i'm either calming myself down like i found the lord i'm doing yoga like everything's good like i mean like i'm at a retreat in my mind or i'm like spiraling and making like a homemade shank to finish the argument (laughs) (laughs) and thinking about exactly what you're gonna say exactly and i'm like i'm gonna hit these points i have a script so like that is such a good way of doing it because as soon as you come back like you know you're getting the tea and you know that like this has been building and even like people say we have problems with rupaul in general okay because he's fucking fracking and he hates trans women yeah that's a whole different thing but people people say that they have a problem with rupaul because on the show he is very like just business minded like doesn't like warm up to you doesn't really talk to you yeah but like that's kind of in the same vein i think because it's the same thing as like if he's having a one-on-one emotional conversation with one of the queens which happens pretty often like he doesn't want to just blow it when cameras aren't going you know totally (laughs) and i mean like you got to give it to him he's a businessman and he knows how to make it happen and it's so how to make a fracking buck am i right he absolutely does (laughs) oh my god the tea no it's true because one thing i don't like about certain reality tv shows okay let's be honest i like every reality tv show like i'm obsessed but there's certain ones where i'm watching and i'm like 
even me, I'm down for the cheesiness and I'm down to like turn a blind eye to like the potential scriptedness of certain reality TV shows. Cause I just want to enjoy it. But there's certain ones that I'm like, Oh, this could be so better if that wasn't happening. For example, have you seen Siesta key on MTV? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So Siesta key is like the new Hills or Laguna beach. Okay. Same vibe. So it's a bunch of like 20 year olds, you know, that are like, 90 pounds and wear only bikinis and walk around their rich parents houses that's the vibe the dream the yeah the dream so it's so annoying because like they'll have a party and someone will like pour a drink on somebody and then like it'll be like seven days later they're like so and so and so and so are meeting for lunch and it's like the first time they've talked about the incident and it's like you're telling me you haven't texted in between then and now you know what i mean yeah like, at least so, show like, me the text messages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the the real one that the real kicker is when breakups happen on reality TV. Like yeah. when you actually see the breakup conversation, like Real Housewives or Keeping Up with the Kardashians are pretty good at that because they'll just talk about it after it happens. They'll be like, oh, this got released that actually so-and-so are getting a divorce. Because no one in their right mind, even if you're saying you're like exposing your life for the TV show and you're just being honest and vulnerable and you're sharing everything with your fans, no one in their right mind is going to be like, I'm going to wait to have the breakup conversation for the camera crews to roll up. Yeah, and also, like, even if you were like, oh, I'm going to wait, that's not really how things naturally happen. Like, you probably got in a fight or something happened, yeah. or you got a drink thrown on you at a pool, and then you texted, and you broke up over text. <laughs> Legit. So that shit drives me a little wild. But um, other than that, I'm pretty much here for any reality TV, and I'm someone who gets really protective over my reality TV shows. Like, when people tell me that it's garbage and trash, I'm like, yeah, so but it's garbage and trash but like that is literally if i had to think of two like words those would be the words that i would use to describe you so like <laughs> <laughs> obviously it goes hand in hand also i am shook it that it has been we did we talked about real housewives for it was the guilty pleasures i think and it okay. was literally i want to say it was one of our first like 10 episodes mm-hmm. and the fact that it has been like 60 episodes without us talking about real housewives is a Shocking. feat i would like to give a virtual pat on your back because That's both true. of us love the real housewives. oh my god the new season of beverly hills <sighs> that was i was that is my next talking point oh my god <laughs> to bring it back to two uh, two things we love to talk about, which is um, <laughs> Real Housewives and being gay. Yeah. The new season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. If you do not watch, you should watch this season because mm-hmm. it is it is otherworldly. It hit me yep. with like a ton of bricks. I oh my God, I know. love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Not as much as some of the other ones recently because I feel like their drama is like, too watered down now because they're all like very like famous women with good careers which is like kind of like a crushing blow sometimes absolutely (laughs) so like past few seasons they haven't been really causing any like actual drama like they used to get in like full fights and it was really entertaining Mm -hmm. and then last season literally was um focused around the rehoming of a dog (laughs) (laughs) literally they somehow stretched over like 10 episodes one misunderstanding about 
someone had adopted a dog and then readopted it to another family instead of bringing it back to the adoption agency, which yes, like weird, but as you said, most seasons have like cheating, divorce, scandal. And then I think it gets to a certain point in any of these franchises where all the women start having all these side businesses outside of being a real housewife because they get millions of Instagram followers and all that. So they open all these stores and restaurants and, uh, you know, have all these products. So there's, they're like tiptoeing around being entertaining, but also like maintaining that. And well, the thing, like- they, they get these followers from getting on Real Housewives and being dramatic. Then they start businesses and they're like, oh, I want to like maintain this business aspect of it. But then it's yeah. like, well, you're you got that because you were dramatic. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like your so business boring. will sell more if you like slap someone. <laughs> <laughs> so this season started off. I was like, I'm going to get back into it. The dog's been rehomed. We're <laughs> saying. <laughs> and the first episode starts there was some a little bit of drama about one of them starting a fashion line and like being a total bitch about it and her fashion line is horrible because she's like literally like 10 years behind all of the trends yeah and then the episode and i'm sure everybody's seen this meme online was of kyle richards being (laughs) like i was so happy i cried the whole time and then like a pause and like fade to like grayscale and then it's like if only I knew what was to come <laughs> and I was like okay so somebody got another fucking dog like or like someone rehomed stupid. it somewhere else and then it cues to like a three minute montage of the season coming up and exposes that Denise Richards like Charlie Sheen's ex-wife who's like <laughs> relatively quite famous yeah has a scandal that she has allegedly been having an affair on her husband with brandy glanville which is another previous real housewives of beverly hills mom yes (laughs) and like i literally was like speechless like i if you had told me to like make a list of the five things that i would have assumed was coming (laughs) out of this drama i would not have put um uh cross-contamination real housewives (laughs) bisexual lesbian affair (laughs) it's so good though because it went from like such little drama to like earth shattering sexual like sexuality like questioning drama i literally was like what (laughs) like actually wild and you know what it's the it's what we've been missing it's what we've been missing in the real housewives is the real housewives fucking each other that's (laughs) you know the step that it needed to take is that the first time that it's happened yeah that's the first time that i can think of that it's happened i mean there's been some like makeouts in hot tubs and stuff there's always like like who is it um real housewives of new york when they got wasted on fucking uh the what's the the place that's outside of new york where all the rich uh, people go yeah the rich the rich spot um, um fucking um what is it called does why does what is it called clearly we're poor we're poor we don't know about it but if you watch um, new hamptons. York, hamptons yeah the hamptons yeah they go to the hamptons they get shit faced they all jump in the pool naked and then yes. they start like <laughs> javelining lit tiki torches like into bushes because they don't like them 
yes but that was this season previous seasons like um bethany and ramona and like a few other people always make out right well skinny gay girl was probably the original that was the original that was the original pitch but they thought you know it was too niche (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's kind of my my niche so i'm glad you didn't take it from me (laughs) skinny gay girl (laughs) so yeah so there's been like makeouts and stuff and the biggest scandal up until this season of beverly hills when it comes to like same-sex interaction was this season of Real Housewives of Orange County where Tamra and the new housewife were like not like two straight girls at a party having fun kissing each other because they're cute and like whatever. It was like full-blown like makeouts, like feeling each other's boobs and like grinding on each other and for it would last like an hour at the club like they would put like time stamps on it and yeah like great for them but like both married so then there was like this whole like all the other housewives were like oh would your husbands be okay with this like blah blah it was like that was the biggest drama and honestly i thought that was as gay as we were ever gonna get and then denise richards went on down and you know you know it's real tea and like really crazy when part of the montage is that it's so wild that it's been exposed that she actually stops filming not only does she stop filming but they're like at someone's birthday or something in the trailer and she tells her husband she's like stop talking like don't say anything like they're filming and she's like storming out and she's like don't say anything (laughs) and she like gives someone a non-disclosure form when before she's talking to like lisa rinna it one of the clips was her like being like why'd you send me an nda before this and like, conversation and all this with stuff lips like that like you know lisa rinna can't abide by an nda <laughs> <laughs> like the lips are made for talking and that's just what they'll do <laughs> so wild but it's crazy because like uh, okay hear me out on this i am so here for this tea right because like it's hard <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad it's but I'm going to say it anyways. It's hard to think of these people as real people that I can have empathy for because right. their entire brands are based off of being dramatic and like, that's how they make money. So we're enjoying the entertainment and the drama. And in turn, they get to have million dollar businesses and make probably a hundred thousand dollars for an Instagram brand post. Yeah. Tit so for tat. it's well, tits for tats i guess at this tits point. for tits in this case yeah. <laughs> where but like i do when i like dive deeper and try and remember that it's a real person i'm like it's actually crazy also in a way i'm not putting a sexuality on her because she could just be like she could identify as heterosexual and just be having fun but in a way me she is being outed <laughs> on yeah like this tv show and it's like she's signed her life away of saying you can like you can talk about anything going on in my life like when they sign up to be in it anything that comes out in the news or media they you know they get yeah they get to talk about but this is like a particularly sensitive topic because it's not just cheating it like brings in this whole other aspect of like 
you know, if she is questioning her sexuality, um, maybe she didn't want to disclose that. And I even, she probably didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly. And it's even more fucked because the person that exposed it all was Brandy. Right. The girl who she was with, the woman who yeah. she was with. So it's like, that is like crazy because they had this like whole affair and I'm not saying it's okay to have an affair and you know, there's all these layers to it, but something I guess, which we will find out throughout the season, pissed Brandy off. And then she like told people about it. If you're going to have a, a bisexual affair with somebody like why choose brandy glanville she honestly she is like it's gonna get out no matter what which i don't know maybe that is problematic though that we're like cheering for this whole whole storyline well that's what i'm saying kind of the opposite of everything that we try to like (laughs) this is what i'm saying because in any other that drama i mean well it's like somebody literally possibly getting outed to like millions of people for no reason basically (laughs) yeah so that's what i mean it's hard to think of these people as real people but i just want to remind everyone listening that it's not okay to out people and by remind everyone listening she means me and her (laughs) (laughs) we need to remind ourselves yeah but then at the same time it's hard because that's what they sign up for they sign up for everything in their life to be potentially exposed and leaked right but then you see i think it's like a pretty accurate reflection you see that they sign up for everything but there are some things that like you don't want to sign up for which like i think both of us can relate to (laughs) very well like there are like especially when i wasn't out like there were a lot of things in my life i didn't give a fuck if they got exposed but like if my secret hooking up with somebody at like a party got exposed like that would be enough for me so like i actually do like kind of relate and feel for her but I do everyone's got <laughs> everyone's got their line right like we've even talked about this on the podcast and i know i've talked about it with various social media how when people are watching youtube or listening to podcasts like they want to know it all right yeah. because they're relating to you and they want to know more about your life and that's a part of being a fan so us as fans we want to know all that stuff but we can relate in the fact that there are still lines like we share a lot like we talk about a lot on this podcast but there's still things that we're like we we wouldn't talk about stuff that's going on in our personal life right right well (laughs) i mean we do (laughs) Uh, yeah put it this way the line has been pushed farther and farther yeah that we can't see it in the distance (laughs) (laughs) it's a dot but we are running full speed towards every episode (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay so i I do no go ahead go ahead i do think it's interesting though because like i don't know reality tv and i think this brings up uh, a good like comparison with this whole drama mm-hmm. is that like there are a lot of things um that i want good representation in. obviously we talk yeah. about it so often in this podcast like we want good representation that gay people gay men are more than sex like that you can yeah. have like a happy gay relationship mm-hmm. you can be monogamous you cannot be monogamous like monogamous like <laughs> where did i get a b from anyways <laughs> but jockamous, you know yeah <laughs> we talk about wanting this representation and i think as like a younger person i didn't appreciate the just like like you call it like mind bubblegum of 
mm-hmm. reality TV because at the same time, like now as an adult, I'm like, okay, I love representation, but I still also want like the bad side of it. Uh, as yeah, weird as that is. No, <laughs> you know? totally. Like it's it's addicting because it's so like it's such garbage. And yeah, yeah. my mom used to call it, which we were talking to, bubble gum for the brain because basically like bubble gum gives you no value, but it's just like fun. And that's like how I feel about reality TV. In one sense, it's like, I want to push for diversity. I want to push for representation. Um, Do I think it's fucked up that on The Bachelor, they never cast anyone over 130 pounds? Like, yeah, I think that's fucked up. I was going to say years. (laughs) I was like, um, (laughs) I might have a hard time finding that. (laughs) why is there no one over a hundred years old on the bachelor that is That's what representation what <laughs> so yeah i do i think these things are fucked up and do i think everything should have diversity and like representation should be a goal yes do i also just love like not caring about that and like taking that hat off for a minute and watching reality tv like yeah I also I feel like so much of my life I'm like kind of fighting for that and I'm you know speaking about that and every once in a while it's just nice to sit down and just not care and just yeah. be like well, you know you, what it is what it is you are like single-handedly keeping hey you in business <laughs> <laughs> I would say that that is very peak Brie <laughs> oh absolutely but yeah. we need we need real world back Oh, I love real world. What happens when you stop being whatever? What is it? Stop yeah, being I don't remember. fake and start, start being, being real. real. Start getting real. Yeah. yeah. And the they, always had the, they always had that fake job that they had to work shifts at that was always like. like I, I love when the fucking like um, Jersey Shore cast like had to work at the t-shirt store. <laughs> like, for like one hour a week just for yeah, them to like, like literally. horrible. Yeah. For them to literally scream at customers and like ruin, ruin every part aspect of the business besides creating drama. Actually. That's like all so, they did. Okay. So speaking to reality TV, mm-hmm. what have been, what have been some, some good reality TV that you've been watching over this break? Well, I don't know specifically over this break, but like I've been watching the real housewives, a lot of the real housewives. Um, I'm also really big into Vanderpump rules. Of course. And, um, what else? I'm trying to think. Oh, I just love survivor. Like survivor is like my favorite show of all time. (laughs) What a time. Like I just love it. And this season is like all of the winners from past seasons competing against each other. So it's just chef's kiss. It'd be interesting if like a uh, uh, survivor season had been filming during this pandemic, because I honestly feel like they could have just kept it going because like they're not getting people in from anywhere. (laughs) That is something to mention. I was watching Big Brother and for the first time in history, um, I I feel like I should start singing It's Raining Men after saying that. I couldn't help myself. So for the first time in history, <laughs> they shut down production of Big Brother Canada. Yeah. So they were like four weeks into it or whatever. It was a garbage season anyways. If you're a Big Brother fan and you were watching it, like I, it was like, it was doomed from the start, COVID or not. Like half the people quit. People were like asking to get voted out. 
it was just garbage. Like no one was actually like caring or playing the game, but I do feel bad because I feel like finally all those like losers had left. And then there was like six people left that actually like, or maybe eight people that actually like really cared about big brother and really like wanted to play. And they were like, finally, like all these people that don't actually care are gone. Like this is a fresh start for us. And then you hear the producer come over and they're like, due to COVID-19, like we have to stop production. And I felt bad for them. Insert Rihanna winking gif from that fucking like (laughs) (laughs) makeup commercial. Yes. Because I felt bad for them because it is like hitting the lottery getting on a show like that. Big Brother Survivor. For someone who's a reality TV fan. Like thousands and thousands and thousands of people audition. So that's like your chance. So that would just be such a bummer to like be in there for a few weeks. Spend all that time. Not really get to play the game because the first bit was like so messy and then production stops right i'm interested to see because between tv and and reality tv there's so many shows that have not been able to film and what like regular peasants like us don't realize is they're constantly filming so that the next thing comes out right yeah so right now we're still getting new shows because they filmed like six months ago Whereas because of this, like now over two months, but it's probably going to be like four, maybe five before they start like production of things again, there's going to be like a four month time period where we get no reality TV. Are you like stocking up on things? Like I'm not okay. <laughs> like learning not different okay. languages. You can watch it from other countries. <laughs> oh, I was literally like, oh, I can watch the circle Brazil. I'll just have to read you know, subtitles. Like I'm literally thinking about that because I don't know what I'm going to do without reality television. I know this isn't, well, I know it's not technically reality TV, but I am just curious how many versions of RuPaul's Drag Race we're going to get. Oh, true. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much I can take. It's a lot of Drag Race. <laughs> like it's now, there, now there's every, friday there's drag race and then there's secret celebrity drag race and then there's like every drag queen has a show mind you i will say i have been watching we're here i don't know if you know anything about it it's like um it's produced by hbo so like the production quality is like better than rupaul's drag race (laughs) and it is um shangela uh bob the drag queen and eureka and they travel around like middle america okay in like these ridiculous cars like bob's is literally like a purse eureka's is like an elephant and shangela's is like pink and has like bows on it and they're like giant like built up like stages oh my god (laughs) and so they travel to these like little towns in america that have like a population of like seven thousand people yeah and they put on drag shows with locals and like the locals are like some of them are queer some of them are allies you know it's like they have three people usually an episode and then they put on a drag show eye of drag it's like queer eye of drag it's i think it's better than drag it i mean better than queer eye it's like better produced it's like it seems really high quality like the storylines are like i think really important like this is yeah. almost like the 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 opposite of us being like Beverly Hills. Yes. <laughs> um 
I think the storylines are really important. Like, I think it's really well done. And like, I definitely highly recommend it because it's really oh, good. Oh, that's good to know. I'll check that out. Yeah. The other yeah. one that I was impressed with this year, because it was the first time I've seen anything like it done on like a major um, reality TV station, like outside of um, obviously like out TV, which is great. I love out TV um, representation. Fantastic. But it's cool to see it like break into mainstream too. Um, and are you the one this season was like all queer individuals? I've never watched it. So are you the one is a show where usually it's 10 women and 10 men, um, all cis, all identify as heterosexual. Um, and, they have to figure out who their right pairing is based on the matchmakers. Like they all have a secret, like who they're supposed to be with. Okay. Based on like, apparently, I don't know how much they actually do this, but apparently like those Valentine's quizzes that you (laughs) got in like grade 12. (laughs) 10 10 point question. Yeah, no, apparently they had like psych, psych evaluations and they had met with all these different like dating experts and blah, blah, blah. And they matched them up, but they don't know who they're supposed to be matched with. So each week there's a matching ceremony and they're supposed to find, try and guess who their person is. And then at the end, if they all match up correctly, they win a million dollars. And there's obviously so much drama in the house because they're all like hooking up with each other and like fighting over people. And then sometimes they find out that they're not a perfect match. And then, but they're like, really into each other so they're like fuck all of you we're still gonna match with each other because we're in love and like there's all this drama about it i think i'm in love with money so can you shut the (laughs) fuck up (laughs) that's that's like exactly like half the house so it's like usually like a mix of those types of people and it's always been entertaining but this season it was all queer individuals meaning there weren't two sides to the house anyone could be with anyone Oh my god! So I ev- love that. Yeah. So every single person, uh, all twenty contestants, or it might have been smaller, it might have been like sixteen, whatever it was, were all identifying as queer, bisexual, pansexual, um, fluid. So basically, you know, there were cis men, cis women, trans men, trans women, um, all of the above, um, and basically the premise was every one of those people could be open to dating every other person in that house. So it obviously was harder to like find matches and it was cool because they brought in and like gave the opportunity, I guess like a little balance, maybe somewhere in between that show that you were talking about in Beverly Hills. It was like messy as fuck and like so much drama and like so toxic and all this stuff. But then they also gave them the opportunities to have the conversations and aired conversations where they were talking about queerness and, you know, what it means to be fluid and what it means to be pan and like how gender doesn't tie into it for them. Um, and they just love who they love. So they had a lot of like really good conversations, which made me happy because I'm like, this is a really popular show on MTV. A lot of people that watch it are not queer and maybe don't know anything about being LGBTQ plus. So because it's a mainstream show that was already mainstream, and then they just happened to make this season queer. I feel like a lot of people would learn from watching it. They're like tricked. Yeah. Once again, (laughs) Rihanna winking gif. (laughs) Yeah. But then this is funny. I get really like 
territorial Absolutely. sometimes. That should be a like fucking debt that it at that breeze quote because you saying this is funny. Like, <laughs> fuck, I forgot how much I said that. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, You're like, this is funny. Hi, I'm free. Welcome to I Can Explain <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, we're back. We also haven't had a breeze quote for a minute. Jeez, I gotta get on it. Um, but yeah, I'm territorial about it because while watching that show, as great as I thought it was to have different opinions and different representations, when certain instances happened on the show that were like really like shitty or toxic or like cringe i was like oh the fact that straight people are watching this and they think this is what happens right (laughs) that's like the danger of representation if it's not perfect and everybody else (laughs) is taking it in (laughs) well because it was like i feel like they obviously even though they're gearing towards representation they're still picking really messy individuals absolutely they're still picking really dramatic people so like something about me was like oh the straight people watching are gonna be like oh gay people are so cringe but it was still great and i recommend watching it and in all fairness i think straight people are so cringe when i watch reality tv leave the house get in a car go to sleep (laughs) just on a day-to-day basis yeah oh fuck okay well on that note wherever you're listening please follow or subscribe leave us a review only if it's five stars please god please please. i can't handle any (laughs) more online abuse i said i wanted a hater but not like this not like this (laughs) it's too real now yeah um also go follow us on social media at i can explain podcast on instagram and personally at sean.lusk and at brianne williamson and until next time we will See you around around the neighborhood. It's so it's really hard hard to line it up with this fucking. So hard to line up over the two, one. See you around the neighborhood. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, we're still quarantining and reporting from separate homes, so it's hard to we will line up with the legs. See you around the socially distant neighborhood. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. Bye.